You're listening to an interview previously recorded for radio broadcast. All right, well, hey, guys, here is the big surprise I've been waiting. And, man, I've been waiting years for this one. I've got on the phone with me right now, Michael Sweet of Striper, and I couldn't be more jazzed about this. This is this is a bucket list for me. Michael, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I, I, we had a, a long day and night last night. We're, I'm in the studio, and uh, we have another long day today, uh, wrapping things up for my solo album before I start singing. And uh, I'm just I'm feeling it today, man. I'm I'm pretty burnt out. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm, if I sound a little groggy, it's because I am. I am <laughs> right on, man. Well. <laughs> It's the rock and roll life, man. If you're not in the studio, you're on the road. And if you're not on the road, you would be in your uh, cranberry field, right? Well, I haven't been there for a long time, but oh. uh, I'd probably, Lord knows what I'd be doing. I, I might be walking uh, a dog or I might be <laughs> uh, putting out the trash or riding the bike or uh, who knows what. Man. But Look. I have a pretty simple life. When I'm not doing music, it's, it's a pretty quiet, simple life. Well, that's awesome, man. You know, it, it it's great that you're able to to separate out of, you know, a rock star to normal life and be good with it. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I, I it's I'm pretty much I I, I kind of pinch myself all the time when I'm on stage because it, it doesn't feel like who I am. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but I'm too I'm a different person on stage than I am in real life. You know, I kind of uh, put on this. Uh, I don't want to say I put on an act, but I have to become a, a different person and yeah. have more energy, and you know, be running around and lead the band and be talking. And I'm I'm, I'm a much more quiet person in real <laughs> life. And uh, you know, when I watch videos of myself on stage, I'm always surprised by it because it just doesn't seem like that's me. Well, you know, we actually got a good look at you uh, being mellow on stage when you did uh, More Than a Philly with Tony Hornell and Oz Fox. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I I love doing uh, acoustic performances. Uh, I've been doing a lot lately. Uh, as far as uh, acoustic shows go, uh, solo acoustic, I go up with an acoustic guitar and go out there and perform, and it's just a whole different uh, vibe. And I'm, I'm getting ready to do some more coming up this year. Uh, matter of fact some uh, i think i have two or three booked in the next five weeks four or five weeks wow so i, I love it i love doing that well I'll, I'll be honest with you my favorite acoustic thing i've ever heard you do was when you uh put uh always there for you on one of your uh, cds oh yeah yeah and, yeah and, i i that was on the album real yep uh that album that whole album had a little bit more of an acoustic uh, flavor to it and i thought it'd be cool to redo that song it was a really popular song. I, I arranged it a little differently. Came up with a different version and, uh, and added it to the to the album. And uh, it's probably uh, many people's favorite song on that album. It turned out really good. Actually, my favorite on that album was "Meet Me in the Middle" or "Meet in the Middle." Oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, that, that's a different album. It's it's got it's got a different feel to it you know so it's a rock album but it's more acoustic driven right so uh it's just got a different feel but oddly enough a lot of people like that album uh and which which surprises me well you know we can't always have our hair down (laughs) no no absolutely and i've been doing that lately over the past four or five years i've been really going heavy right i enjoy that I really enjoy it, and that's more of my roots and my background and my history. 
uh, this new album I'm working on now is definitely heavier. Awesome. Uh, man. So it, it's fun to do that as well. So you, okay, this this new uh, so you got a solo project. Is there anything new coming in with Striper? You know what? We're going to probably start working on a new Striper album at the end of this year or the beginning of next. Nice. Uh, it won't come out until 2020, uh, but for sure. And then my solo album come out this year, probably in July. Okay. Um, cool. So it's, I try to release an album every year, whether it's a solo album, a, a Striper album, a Sweet Lynch album, or or Lord knows what else. I mean, I'm. I'm going to be doing something uh, that I'm going to announce soon with someone else that's going to have a real different uh, style and different flavor to it. So it's it's exciting to be be a part of that as well. But I'm always I'm always busy. Always Man, that's great. I mean, you know, growing up, you know, in the '80s, you know, we had you know we had Rat, we had Judas Priest, we had Twits the Sister, we had all these people. But you guys shine the light in a different direction, and it wasn't a beat you, beat you over the head with it, but it was a solid message of, of positivity every time. And, man, we can't thank oh, you yeah. enough for that. Well, man, we, we, we really try to inspire people and encourage them. And, uh, you know, as we always put it, uh, shine the light in the dark and be a light in the dark. We've, we've always done that from the very beginning, and we still try to do that. And, you know, that's the key ingredient. That's the most important part of what we do. Is, is inspiring people and, and trying to direct them uh, down the right path. And obviously our message, uh, you know, is right. all about that. You know, yeah. God's love and grace and mercy and all that stuff. So everybody knows that. And uh, it's it's something that's very important to us and to what we do. Well, you know, you know, I do, you know, this big hair metal show, and I, I get to play anybody I want to play, you know, as long as it fits within the FCC guidelines. Yeah, but you know, that's awesome. I, I I've always you know enjoyed putting Striper in my show because you know yeah, '80s metal was good fun music, but man, there it lacked some of that positivity some of the times that is just missed. Yeah, and I mean, I think you find that in today's music as well, and in just music in general, it's uh, there's more. I don't want to say negativity in music, but there's more of that. Uh, that side of things that's the typical lifestyle sex drugs rock and roll you know and right. that whole thing which is which is fine whatever but there's not enough of you know what we bring to the table and you know it's it's interesting because somehow it works with us you know the music the people like the music they may not agree we have we have atheists who listen to the band and love the band we have Satanists who listen to the band and love the band. We meet them all the time. Right. And it, 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 I always find that interesting because, you know, they love the music. They, well, that's awesome. They just love the music. So it's really cool that we're kind of reaching all these people and uh, they're, they're hearing what we're saying, and it, it's, it's pretty awesome. All right. Well, hey, let's take a quick break here. Let's pay some bills, and we're going to come right back with Michael Sweet. All right, Michael, thanks for being on our show, man. Welcome back. Hey, I got to geek out on you for a second here. I have... A Robert Sweet drumstick that's broken, of course, because he plays kind of rough. <laughs> I've got uh, yours and Oz Fox's guitar pick, and I've got one of the Bibles from a Kansas City show. Uh, let's see, I was in '88. So, wow! Yeah, wow, that's 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 when we put stickers on them. Um, <laughs> we used to throw Bibles out, and it was nothing, just just regular Bibles, and they'd get left. And then we started putting stickers on them, striper stickers. 
And then not one Bible ever from that time on has been left. Just recently, we started printing them with the Striper logo on them. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, which is really cool. Uh, but those Bibles, uh, you know, those old Bibles are, are, are pretty pretty rare. Yeah, you know, They're yeah. hard to come by. If you have one, hang on to it, because it's definitely collectible for sure. Well, you know, it, and what's awesome is is the Gideons were involved in that, when, the one that I have, you know. So that was really a, a cool feature on that, seeing the Gideon logo, you know, inside the uh, first copy or first page, and then you guys just, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes it even cooler. And, you know, we've been throwing those out since 1984. Wow. And, you know, many, 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 many thousands and thousands of Bibles have been thrown out and tossed out to people and uh, given away to people, and it's just incredible. Man, that's incredible. That's just totally awesome. So, okay, I, I saw an interview with you, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? I was looking through YouTube and, uh, you know, familiarized myself with your rig. Man, you've got some pretty cool tools that uh, you've got your signature on now. Yeah, I've got a couple of pedals that uh, are signature pedals. A company called ISP Technologies. Uh, they make a bunch of great stuff. He's the guy, Buck Waller's the guy that started Rocktron. Okay. Which, you know, was one of the most popular companies in the, in the 80s, certainly. And uh, he, he started that. He's the, the mind behind that. And he started ISP, and they, you know, signed me on as an artist, and they wound up doing a signature pedal called a Theta, Theta right. Pro, Michael Sweet. And then now there's a Theta X, MS, Theta MSX. So it's a smaller version of the Data Pro. Okay. And that's what I use. That's what I use live. That's my tone. I, I plug into that, come right out of that, direct to the console, and that's what you hear. And it's a striper tone. Sounds amazing. And then I've also got a signature uh, guitar line through a company called Washburn. Right. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty blessed, man. Uh, you know, not everyone has signature guitars and signature pedals and. Uh, those tours were open for me, and I'm, I'm just really blessed to have it. Man, that's incredible. You know, uh, I remember back in the day, I'm, I'm a guitar player myself, so I can remember back in the day going, okay, what is he using? And then I, I figured out it was the, the Meza Boogies that was doing most of the driving, and then I started going, oh, man, I'm not getting that right sound. And then somebody goes, well, you got to get the, the Furman parametric equalizer and set it like this, and I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I actually got close to emulating your guys' sound, but I was just a hair off. But, you know, it, it happens. Well, you know, some of it, uh, of course, is going to be in the player, uh, you know, himself or right. herself. You know, the way they strike the strings or the picks they use or the way they mute the strings. And, you know, that's going to determine a little bit of the sound. Uh, but the, the gear itself obviously determines most of it. And, yeah, we use Mesa Boogie Mark II C pluses, which are very different than the Mark II Cs versus, or the Mark Threes or the Mark Fours or the Mark Fives. Oh. The Mark II, Mark II C pluses had a little extra thing to them. And uh, we use those. And uh, I ran a, a Furman. I found a Furman PQ3. Prior to that, I was pre-upping with the uh, Lab Series. And then I wanted to scale down the weight. I found the firm and started using that, and that was it. Wow. Striper Tone was born. Uh, and, we, you know, we add, back in the day, we used to add a lot between, like, 750 and 1K, notched out at a, a smaller bandwidth, and it would give it that half-cock wah sound. Right. Uh, it was it's just a real particular sound, and it, it's 
Striper, you know, love it or hate it, Striper has their own unique sound, for sure. Oh, without a doubt. You know, and, you know, okay, I, I'm going to throw this out here because I, I love you guys, and you guys were a great part of my growing up. You know, I went to a youth, uh, youth group, I should say, and every time we'd roll up listening to Striper, our youth pastor would get really kind of upset with us, and he goes, you know, there's bands out there like Petra, and there's bands out there, you know, Res Band. And I was like, dude, yeah, I understand that, but this talks to me. This this is what gets me. And uh, I got yeah. to, I got yeah, to, no. go ahead, buddy. No, I get it. I get it. It, uh, it's, I think there was a lot of fear at that time, you know, because of the way we looked, and we were different than Petra and Res Band. Right. Uh, which, which are great bands, and, and they did a lot as well. Uh, but we just came along and did it in a different way. And I think because of that, uh, some people feared us, especially some of those youth pastors. They didn't know what to do with us or think of us. <laughs> well, you know, I I actually got uh, the youth pastor to think differently when uh, I went to a meet and greet with Rex Carroll. And I sat there talking to Rex. I said, Rex, I said, what do you think of Striper? And he said, man, he goes, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. And he goes, you can take us to the bank. If it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be a White Cross. There wouldn't be a lot of these bands. We'd all be, you know, DeGarmo and Keys. And I was like, wow, that's awesome, man. I mean, and Rex, you know, Rex is an incredible player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, an amazing player. And, you know, it's pretty pretty humbling to hear someone say that, uh, you know, I'm sure there would have been another band that would have come along and uh, opened the door for uh, all these bands. But for whatever reason, uh, we were around at the right time. And, uh, you know, we were used, uh, I think, by God to kind of open those doors. I and, firmly believe uh, create that. Something, yeah, create something new. We were we were there doing it. You know, we didn't grow up. We were different. We didn't grow up uh, in the church. We grew up uh, on the streets of L.A. And then we became Christians. Right. You know, a, a lot of the other Christian bands grew up in the church and then became rock and roll. So it, it's it was just a different uh, situation for us in the way we began, and uh, I think it just made for a different different flavor at the time. And uh, you know, we were able to go out there and really relate to a lot of the youth uh, around the world in, in '84, '85, '86. It was incredible. Man, that's awesome. I. I, I can't say enough great things about you guys, and 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 honestly, your ministry—it's not just you know a band going out doing a show. It's a—it's an actual ministry that is touched a lot of people. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, many lives have been changed, restored, renewed uh, through the band. Right. And that's 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 much more important than you know the, the rock and roll side of things, which is all fun and great. Uh, but you know, it doesn't last. What lasts is relationships and, and the fact that someone's life is, is changed or someone who's suicidal is alive or someone who is an addict is not anymore. Right. Those are the things that matter. Exactly, man. And, you know, coming from, you know, the radio world, man, we want to thank you for being that light in a darkness. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. We, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep shining the light. You know, as long as we can do it, we're going to keep doing it. Now that we got to get... Come when we can. Now we got to get you out here to Central Kansas, man. <laughs> you know what? We we pass through Kansas uh, every so often, and I, I'm sure this year we'll be coming to Kansas. I, I pretty much guarantee it. Uh, so if we if we come to your neck of the woods, you got to come out and see the show. Uh, like like I would miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to get you know, down. I'm I'm I saw a date uh, the end of May in Houston, and I'm thinking about driving down for that one. 
Oh, yeah, man, you should. Houston's always a great date. Uh, Texas, we've got some roots in Texas and history there. That was the first place, first uh, part of the country we ever toured in back in 84. Nice. And uh, there's just something about Texas that is a little extra special, and we always have some great shows there in Texas. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I want to thank you very much for coming on. I, you know, Big Hair Ocalypse is the show, and this show loves Striper. That's no joke. Well, buddy, we appreciate you playing us and, and uh, you know, loving us. And we really, it means a lot. And keep playing us, and, and we'll keep putting it out there, man. Yeah, yeah. One thing I do want to throw out there real fast is, man, congratulations on Snag and Perry. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. We couldn't be more pleased and more happy. He is an amazing guy and an amazing talent. Yeah. And we got him somehow. And you know, <laughs> we're really blessed to have him. He's incredible. And his smile is infectious, man. So that, you got that going for you, too. <laughs> and you know what? And that's the, key, that's the key right there. And, you know, he brings that into the band that joy yep that's just that you see on his face 24 7 he's always smiling yep it's yeah. that's who he is awesome and that's man. what we needed we needed that and, and he brought that to us really cool awesome well man thank you very much again for coming on the show and uh we're going to see you soon if i gotta rattle some cages in our uh, mothership and get you guys out here we're going to do it well buddy absolutely come out and see us we look forward to it thank you for having me god bless you guys keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon awesome thanks a lot man michael sweet everybody